What up, though? I am your boy, Chill B, and this is the Chill Bavado Podcast, where I bring you a series called Laker 8216, where we cover the grind of an 82 game season where it takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end. And we are in offseason mode, and I just want to come back and speak on behalf of the Summer League standouts for the Lakers and just maybe where we see these players falling as far as roster spots. Um, G League um, spots, uh, maybe even getting overseas and looks. There's some guys that we've seen, you know, the highlights and standouts from guys who will play for the Lakers here in this summer league this offseason. So let's get right into it. First off, you know, we're coming off, we have one more game left. And, you know, as we've seen a couple, a handful of games, almost a handful of games now, we have Scottie Pippen Jr., we have Max Christie. We, we even have Sharif O'Neal, Cole Swider. I want to point out Jay Huff, um, even though he's not with us now, but he'll probably come back to be the South Bay Lakers. If things continue to be the way, you know, the circulating news report is, Mac McClung will be back with the South Bay Lakers, although he's no longer playing with the Summer League team. We'll talk about him and Mason Jones, as well as I want to talk about a guy who intrigues me, Nate Pierre Lewis. So these guys, man, they really caught my eye. And I mean, there's others, man. Um, Javante McCoy, another one we're getting to. But let's let's start off with the two-way guys. Um, actually, let's start off with Max Christie. I've kind of spoken to him already. I'll go through him real quickly. Um, he showed a lot of, you know, you know, defensive chops. He seems to be a guy who's as long as he's not playing against a big, you know, big super strong physical wing, I feel like he'll be able to hang defensively with a lot of guards. And uses his length. He's 6'6", has good length, um, or he just uses his length well. I don't think he has the greatest wingspan for his side. We've seen guys who have longer wingspans, but just his ability to use it to his advantage. He looks, he looks pretty good on defense. Offensively, it's a lot to be desired there. We're just waiting to see, can he figure out the range of the NBA game um, with one of his partners on this team has figured out already. But him, Max Christie, who... Has a decent shot. It's kind of slow release. And, you know, it's just it's just going to be curious to see how he kind of gets stronger as, as he's only 19. And let's see how he develops over the next couple of years. He's going to be with the Lakers for a couple of years. So we're good to see him maybe on the, you know, the parent squad or maybe G League. You know, we're good to see him develop. But we know he has a roster spot because he was drafted in the second round at pick 35. So he is here. So we'll have a chance to see him. We know he'll be in training camp. Let's see how he gets his feet up under him. Um, around the basket, he showed a little touch in one of the games, but then it started to, once again, you can just tell he's just not, you know, he's not really a guy who has a lot of, you know, tricks in his bag as far as layup package. And we'll continue to see if the shot's going to come around as he gets used to this college three-point line compared to the NBA. So moving on from him, let's go to the two-way guy. Two-way guys we have is Pippen Jr. and Cole Swider, also known as Swider Man. So, so if you're getting the nickname already from the Laker Nation fan base, you know you're doing something to stand out. But Scottie Pippen Jr., I feel like he's really um, looking to touch the paint, which is good. Um, he has a nice feel for the game when under control, but also just watching over the course of games, you can tell that he's not very athletic. Um, he's not... Shoulder display to shoot the ball at a, in a high percentage. 
Um, and and I think in some league he the usage rate of him is high, it's all time high compared to if he's on on a squad where there's no way he's gonna get that much usage. So that could be a gift and a curse. A, you're not gonna have the ball in your hand as much, so you don't have as many times to create. But B, if you sometimes less is more. So if you have a, a lesser usage rate and he's able to take advantage of the smaller sample size, maybe that would bolster up his you know his plays his ability and not have to do so much every time he gets the basketball so him offensively he's he's definitely shown the craft he has a little trey young in him as far as how he likes to get around and and, and operate in the paint and then use his body to create fouls and and all this you know this nature he's not really the rangy guy like if you're going to be that size you got to shoot the ball at a very high percentage and be able to get to your spots and, and, and get to a spot where you're not getting contested so hard every time you get a shot off. And just watching him miss a lot of layups in the paint, you can tell that the length of these other guys are, are showing because he's only 6'1"-ish. So you can see that he's really, you know, having to – he's going to have to adjust his floater game a little bit. The angles he's able to get to the basket. Um, it's just going to be a little tougher for him at that size. But he definitely has – the IQ that you can tell this, it's just going to let time for him to figure it out. I think he could be a two-way guy on the roster. I just don't know if he'll be able to, you know, scrape any minutes away, especially on this Lakers squad who has plenty of ball handlers, plenty of guys, whether the trade goes through or not, plenty of guys who can handle the basketball. So he just probably be best suited to be a two-way guy, but get most of his run on the G League and let's let him just get used to this NBA style of game and move forward from that. So that's what I feel about Pippen Jr., a good player, smart player, as far as offensively. He, he knows what he wants to do. Now it's time to get, you know, perfecting the craft of getting to those spots amongst bigger and higher level competition. The second two-way guy is Cole Swider. Swider-man, Cole Swider, he can shoot that thing, as, as Charles Barkley said. He can shoot it. Um, Defensively, very much limited. He, he's, he's a guy who is 6'9", you you feel like okay maybe he can use that length and that size but he's not a guy who is like super you know advantaged on that end but let's stick on the offensive end for a second we give him some flowers first yeah he he's looking to shoot it and in summer league it's mostly a bunch of guys thrown together and given a couple practices and run out there so the guys who benefit to me in summer league and just listen to others talk about summer league is you know ball handlers and shot creators. And then you have um, rim runners and finishers. So these two people type of players are always going to have a better showing consistently unless you just flat out can just dominate the basketball, um, the basketball game without without necessarily dribbling. But yeah, so Scottie Pippen Jr. is going to have a lot of opportunities to get to the basket and try to create things. Um, a big who, who, who likes to roll and, and, and physically, you know, imposes will in, in the paint off rebounds and all this stuff, you can show yourself. But when you're just a straight shooter, unless you got a point guard who's willing to be patient and run, because right now most of these guys are just trying to get noticed and get seen so they can get to to the league, um, on a squad, um, overseas, all the different options. So they're, they're, they're competing for, you know, 30 teams, um, G League squads, and overseas. So most of the time the shooters are going to be the ones who are going to have to really, really, really show what they're capable of. And I feel like Coach Wilder has shown us, although he had a, I guess the Clippers didn't shoot the best, but 
over these these games, he's shown that the NBA range is nothing to him. It's fine for him. He's able to shoot it. 6'9", gets it off quick in his face. Not like he's getting like open threes. These guys have scouted out, and you can tell they know he wants to shoot it, so they're trying to crowd his space. So Coach White has still been able to hit a high percentage. Um, I think he went like two for five against the Clippers, and you're like, oh, man, I can't believe he shot that low because he was shooting like 60% almost like from the three-point line. But it's just good to see him, who that's part of the game, is comfortable. And it's going on the state. I heard people saying that he's been talking and saying he wants to show he can rebound. He wants to get better defensively. He wants to be able to show that he has more in this league than just shooting the basketball. But that one element is going to be well enough for him to get that two-way. And he doesn't have to have full roster spot capability to get in games though when you're on a two-way you still can get into some of the big games the big club so let's see if you can take advantage you can see and show because the, the lakers do have a one more roster spot available but luckily they don't have to use it to get him in actual real games so let's see what coach wide is able to do defensively and let's see if you can turn it up let's see if he can just find his way to be a great team defender because right now you're going to be kind of like duncan robinson and these type of guys that if your contracts are your skill set is so stuck on your three-point percentage, when you have down games, down years, you're going to be like Duncan Robinson to find yourself out of rotation completely. People forgot, where's Duncan Robinson? Well, when your three-point percentage is the only thing that's holding you in that spot, when it dips, coaches just don't have the time, especially when you're a team like Miami who and the Lakers. You just don't have time to have bad defenders out there and they're struggling to hit shots over long periods of time. So that's what we're going to say about Cole Swider, Max Christie, and Scottie Pippen Jr. Now let's get into some of the other guys who are not necessarily on rosters, but I felt like they had a good showing or they interested me enough to talk about them. Laker 82-16. Come check these guys out. All right, continuing on with looking at some of our summer league standouts and players that we, um, you know, just, just, just was able to watch over the course of games. Like I said, we have one more game left, but so far we kind of see who, who these guys are as of summer league play, not necessarily for them moving forward because um, I'm pretty sure they're going to continue to get better uh, or continue to hopefully find what their niche is in the league and what's going to get them the ability to stay in the league, G League, or like I said, overseas. Next player we're going to take a look at, let's go to Jay Huff. Unfortunately, he's a guy who we had the smallest sample size of, but when he was there and during the um, California Classic, the first two games, before he went in safety health protocol, he looked good. Like, his ability to defend at the rim was evident. Like, we look night and day better defensively as far as protecting the rim. Guys who, like I said, shot creators and want to finish and want to really go, go at guys. They were trying to get to the rim, and Jay was there. He showed perfect timing um, to block shots, um, deflect shots. I'm pretty sure they missed a couple blocks that he had because that one game, I, I was just, like, convinced he had six or seven blocks, but it didn't show up in the box score. But Jay Huff, he's shown that he has that in his game. Um, that Some league guys are not necessarily going to pull a guy like him out and try to put him on the perimeter. I don't think he has the perimeter foot speed to be elite there, but we'll – I mean, only time will tell. Let's see, is he going to at least be able to be respectable when he's pulled out? But we definitely see that he has the mindset and IQ enough and the length to go with that. So being a rim-protecting, being a shot-altering you know, type of guy, 
defensively he has all that and it'll be nice to see him get i mean it'll be nice to see he had that two-way contract um again or, or even you know we had him as that next that, that last roster spot or if the trade goes down and opens up a spot could you now put jay huff on the the roster and still have one more free roster spot if you you know send out more players than you bring in that frees you up there and allows you to have him because if ad or thomas bryant goes down or has some time where they're going to be out you're going to need a big to come in and just get spot minutes but if um Scottie Pippen Jr. with so many guards there, uh, it's just not really needed. We have enough ball handlers that if if a guard goes down, we still have guys who can step in. But Jay Huff, I just felt like he showed just enough, um, just just to be on the floor where you can play respectable defense. Offensively, he doesn't have the, the best range. He, he's shown the, the ability to hit some, just not a lot of volume. So we can't really judge his three point percentage that way. Um, you know, he's tall enough that if he is able to hit the shot, nobody's going to block it because. When you have a guy like him, I mean, you're not going to get that close to him. You're going to kind of sag off because two two dribbles, two steps there in the paint, and, and a guy with his length is probably going to be a problem in letting him get downhill that way. He seems to be very smart. So I want to give him a little love, but even though he was not able to play a lot of it, but at least you can tell the difference when he's not out there. So that right there also shows you that he is a guy who probably deserves to be on someone's bench at some capacity in the NBA. Next guy I want to talk about is Mac McClung, who, like I said, is not here. But this guy has a high motor. You know, we know that. Um, it will be nice to see him get a spot. He's almost a NBA roster spot guy. I don't know how they feel about him, but um, you can just see it, man. He's a springy guy, very energetic, high motor. Like, yeah, man, you, you just know he can. he's going to compete. I mean, but he he's very small as well. I'm not big on super small guards, but his athleticism, but and and his ability to just continue to will his way in this league, and you can tell he's working to get to that. Um, I watched him play with the Golden State Warriors summer league game, you know, and I was like, man, why is he there? But then once they explained it, and I've kind of heard like you can loan out a guy in summer league. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be with the the G League team for the Warriors. He can still very much come back and play with the South Bay Lakers. So. Um, they wanted Scottie Pippen Jr. and these guys to get more run so Matt McClung can just go on and play with another team just so he can continue to play and develop. So that way we don't have so many guards who need the ball in their hands and crowded backcourt. So I think it worked out for both if this is the case and we get him to come back to the South Bay Lakers. It'd be nice to see. Now, let's get into Javante McCoy. Okay, the last game, what have he done for me lately? He came out and had a second half against the Clippers where this guy has offensive, you know, he has some moves, man. He kept he kept hitting him with the same thing, and he was getting shots in the mid-range. He's 6'5", not really much of a defender. We didn't really get to see him do a lot of defending, but he's respectful enough that you can tell he wants to compete. But offensively, man, you can just tell he's comfortable pulling up and shooting, you know, shooting that mid-range shot, taking those, you know, just getting guys off balance and him just fading back and falling back and, and pulling up and shooting it. He has enough elevation on his jumper that you're going to respect it because this guy, the guy got game like Javante McCoy. I, I bought him. He was fun to watch. Um, I mean, even in the first couple games, I could, you can just tell he has a bounce to him and um, just a handle on him. And you're like, what, who is that guy? <laughs> you know, like who, what, where did he come from? You know? So, yeah, we're going to give him his flowers. Um, Javante McCoy, don't know where he ends up. Don't know if he's 
I don't know if he's a roster guy, but I definitely know G League. Hopefully he stays over here and we can enjoy him with the South Bay Lakers or hopefully he just gets to stay over here, period, and enjoy being in the G League, you know, close to his family if he, you know, so desires to be like that. So I'm all for Javante McCoy. I like the guy. Um, and then I have to go to Mason Jones, a, a guy who we all should be familiar with now if you've been following the Laker fan base. And, and, you know, what he did in the G League, he comes out and specifically says he has to learn how to play off the ball. He Because when he was at the G League, he was the guy who handled it. He was the guy who, you know, shot it. And just watch him in the Summer League, man, it was a lot of games. And just, some, well, not a lot of games. It was several moments where I was like, why is he dribbling so much? Why? He used to it. And then the bad shot selection was killing me watching. I was like, come on, man, pass the ball. But then as you've seen him start to get kind of more, just in his in his teammate bag, he was, you know, going out trying to defend. He was, you know, grabbing rebounds, kicking out the open shooters, <clears throat> making good decisions. His all-around game, when he wasn't forcing the issue, was fine. So Mason Jones is a guy who he's trying to find a way to get to the main roster. Like he he knows what his next step needs to be. His next step is to be okay. I can't just come out here and kill it and score all the time in G League. I need to get somebody's eye showing that, hey, I'm a hustle guy. I'm a big, you know, contributor guy. I'm a big, great teammate. All these things need to be displayed. And hopefully he'll be able to show that in the last game because I know he's probably really, you know, at that point where I'm ready to try to get on the roster and stick. So Mason Jones, man, outside of the couple of bad shots, you know, shots I've seen, I was like, he played fine. Um, I, I look at him. I can't remember how old he is, but um i'm just curious to see exactly what he becomes oh you know as far as like can he get there like i like seeing guys who who really worked and grind their way through and then get get a chance to come on the main roster probably not going to play a lot you know you're not going to play a lot but just to see them get on the team especially when you follow a uh, individual team like if you're just a basketball fan of just you know the stars in the playoffs this stuff doesn't really matter to you but when you follow a team like if you're a laker 82 16 type of guy Watching the story of Mason Jones is always going to be something that you appreciate when it does work out for that guy. All right, last but not least, I want to talk about Nate Pierre-Lewis, throwback defender. Like, he's out there. He's picking guys up 94 feet. Um, he's, he's up under guys. He, he's fighting off picks. It was several games where you he's noticeable. His defense is noticeable. Like, you know he's competing. And you know the guy who is dribbling is very uncomfortable because they know he's right there. He's not going anywhere. You pick him, he's coming back. It's amazing to see that he has that type of energy to pour into the defensive end. But then I watch his offensive game, and I see why he goes so hard in the paint. Hard defensively because, man, that, that form and that release, I don't know what it is. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just looking at him. I'm like, man, like, yeah. And that's probably going to keep him from being on the NBA roster. If he was just like a Pat Bev three, this guy would be in the league. He would have got drafted, you know, but nah, he's Pat Bev on the defensive end, but he, his three point shot and his, and his ability to shoot it at any capacity looks limited. We can't, I can't really speak on saying that he's a terrible shooter, but it just looks like he's very limited on the offensive end. So there you have it with him. But I didn't I didn't like his, his fight to get to the cup and finish. It's just amazing what he's able to do defensively. All right, that'll do it for us. We're done talking about the summer league standouts, but just stay tuned for the offseason as you get ready to deal with more trade talks and shenanigans 
The Lakers are not the only one going through it. You have the standouts of the Nets and the Jazz, all these other teams who are really looking to make their teams better. And then you have those teams who are just looking to clear up space so they can maybe have future assets. So there's no every team's not looking to win a championship. So whatever fan base you're under, just be just remember that. And our Chill Bravado podcast is here for you to calm you down because, hey, man, it's crazy out here. But for you Laker fans, Laker 8216, I catch you. Talk to you later.